Today is a day God made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Number 230623. A year with the church fathers. Find your defense against temptation in scripture. St. Jerome writes to one of his friends about a mutual friend, Bonasus, who has become a hermit on a remote island. The devil will tempt him, says St. Jerome, but Christ will defend him from those temptations. What nets do you think the devil is weaving for him now? What tricks does he have up his sleeve? Perhaps, remembering his old trick, he'll try to tempt Bonasus with hunger, but he has been answered already. Man shall not live by bread alone, Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Perhaps he will set wealth and fame before him, but he will be answered, but those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 9, and let him who boasts, boast of the Lord. Perhaps he will come when the limbs are worn out with fasting and torture them with disease, but the cry of the apostles would repel him. When I am weak, then I am strong. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. And my power is made perfect in weakness. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. He will threaten him with death, but the answer will be, My desire is to depart and be with Christ. Philippians chapter 1, verse 23. He will brandish his fiery arrows, but they will be blocked by the shield of faith. In short, Satan will attack him, but Christ will defend him. St. Jerome, letter 3. In God's presence, consider, where in Scripture can I find the best answer to the temptations that attack me? Closing prayer. Father, the temptations your Son endured give hope to our fallen world. Let me never be trapped in the net of sin with its empty promises of temporary pleasures. But make me always one with you so that my joy may be a holy joy. Through the Year with Thomas Merton A Sense of Loss The following of events are youngest postulate from Canada is busy today with a wrecking bar, smashing up the partitions of the room in the old guest house on the third floor, where 23 years ago I first came on retreat that silent, moonlit night at the end of Lent. I remember the spiritual awe of that night, and now, in the clear light of a summer day, the plaster crashes to the floor and sunlit clouds of dust float out the windows where I wrote that poem about the abbey and matins. This kid was not even born then. He is the son of an airman who married an English girl, as my brother did, during the war. He was born in the Blitz in England, and now he's tearing down that room in my own history, a fact which I gladly accept, but with a sense of loss nevertheless conjectures of a guilty bystander. Magnificat, June 2023. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 6, verses 19 through 23. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and decay destroy, 
and thieves break in and steal. But store up treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor decay destroys, nor thieves break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. The lamp of the body is the eye. If your eye is sound, your whole body will be filled with light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be in darkness. And if the light in your darkness is darkness, how great will the darkness be? The Gospel of the Lord. Meditation of the Day How to Maintain Our Treasure in Heaven When Jesus summarized the Law and the Prophets, He quoted Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 5. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40. You need to cultivate love for God as your deepest love, so that you can love others well with God's grace and strength. You may have natural virtues, good habits, and a kind nature, but you will not raise a godly family apart from God's grace. You love the Lord with all your heart. Jesus is your Savior and Lord. He is the one who has chosen you and cherishes you. He laid down his life to restore your relationship to your Heavenly Father. You owe him everything. You love the Lord with all your soul through your growth in virtue and your struggle against an inclination to sin. He provides the grace you need through spiritual direction and the sacraments. He strengthens your will so that you struggle against sloth while increasing your devotion to and faithful obedience to Him. You love the Lord with all your mind by renewing your mind through studying the faith. Then your prayer and participation in the sacraments is enriched. You can make time now, in small amounts, for reading the lives of saints or spiritual reading. It is time spent loving God with your mind. Prayer is the breadth of the soul, the life of the new heart, according to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, 2697. When St. Paul instructs believers, pray constantly. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. He is addressing ordinary Christians with active family lives. He does not expect them to devote hours to prayer. Rather, he wants them to permeate the day with prayer. God's Little Instruction Book, number one, two, and three by Honor Books. Golden Nugget, number one, inspired by Psalms, chapter 118, verse 24. Life is not a problem to be solved, but a gift to be enjoyed. Golden Nugget number 2, inspired by James, chapter 2, verse 18. As I grow older, I pay less attention to what men say. I just watch what they do. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. Golden Nugget number 3, inspired by Matthew, chapter 6, verse 33. 
Some people reach the top of the ladder of success only to find it is leaning against the wrong wall. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Chester said day by day. Only the Christian church can offer any rational objection to a complete confidence in the rich, for she has maintained from the beginning that the danger was not a man's environment, but in man. Further, she has maintained that if we come to talk of a dangerous environment, the most dangerous of all is the commodious environment. I know that the most modern manufacturer has been really occupied in trying to produce an abnormally large needle. I know that the most recent biologists have been chiefly anxious to discover a very small camel. But if we dismiss the camel to his smallest, or open the eye of the needle to its largest, if, in short, we assume the words of Christ to have meant the very least that they could mean, his words must at the very least mean this, that rich men are not very likely to be very morally trustworthy. Orthodoxy. Reflection. Christian patience is a meek patience, but patience that harbors an important malice does not differ much from vengeance. Our saints are great in every evangelical virtue, but how great and magnificent they are in meek patience. Perhaps they appear the greatest to us in this virtue because we are the smallest in it. When the desert fathers had once gathered around John the dwarf to hear an instruction, a certain envious one heckled, Your vessel, O John, is full of poison. To that the meek John immediately responded, You said that only seeing the exterior, but what would you have said if you had been able to see the interior? When they brought out St. Cyprian, the bishop of Carthage, for beheading, he commanded that 25 gold pieces be given to his executioner following his death. Quotes by St. Augustine The Holy Scriptures are our letters from home. Ancient Wisdom for Today's World Jesus did not bring a silver bowl from heaven with him. A farm worker needs a shovel, a plow, various tools, but no one would make a mattock out of silver or a scythe of gold. In agriculture, it is the usefulness of the tools we look at, not their money value. So why don't we think in the same way about the furnishings of our homes? Why don't we argue the same way in their case? Let our furnishings also be limited to what is strictly necessary. Our criterion in choosing them should not be their magnificence. Tell me this, doesn't a table knife cut just as well even if it is not made of silver, if it doesn't have an ivory handle? Our Lord ate from ordinary plates. He made his disciples sit on the grass on the ground. He washed their feet after girding himself with a towel, our humble Lord, who is Lord of the universe. And he did not bring with him from heaven a silver bowl. All Christians who are servants of the one God 
ought to show signs of the same holiness in the belongings and the furniture they use. Let us acquire things that we are not going to throw away. Let us use them and keep them carefully and offer them readily to others. The most useful things are the best. Things that cost only a little are preferable to expensive ones. If we don't do this, we should be managing our money badly. And money badly managed is a den of iniquity. Clement of Alexandria, the teacher, 2, 3.